she's P.O.'d about Francine, Hildy said, closing the display case. Hold on, I said, as I turned the on switch to grind the coffee beans. My aunts hated the loud noise. But I wanted fresh ground coffee for my customers. Wait until the new cappuccino maker gets here. After the short spurt of noise and my aunts making their usual annoying faces from it, I asked what was going on. Fanny is being her usual ugly self, remarked Essie. My aunts and my mother grew up with Francine Dittelmeyer, but that didn't make them friends. In fact, they were sworn enemies if I believed the tales around town. Seems that Francine had the hots for my now-deceased Uncle Joe, who was married to Essie. Of course, this was when they were all young and carefree. Seems that Joe and Francine were an item, and my Aunt Essie broke them up. Now, Fanny, as my aunts liked to call her, would say that Essie lured Joe away with her feminine wiles. But Essie says Joe had already left Fanny weeks prior. Regardless of what the real story was, Joe and my Aunt Essie were hitched and married for 30 years before he died of a massive heart attack. However, Fanny was never the same after Joe left her and blamed her miserable and lonely life on Essie. What she should have done was moved on. Joe made his choice, and despite Fanny's interference and downright nasty behavior towards my aunt and uncle, she only succeeded in making herself, along with everyone around her, miserable. Over the years, her hostility grew, not just toward my aunt, but to other townspeople as well. She decided it was her duty in life to uncover secrets within the small town of Sweet Home and expose people for their unsavory behavior. Twenty years ago, Francine started a tiny newspaper using an old printing press her grandfather owned. The paper seemed harmless enough at first, with newsy items like births, deaths, and the local happenings, like an ice cream social or what time the choir was to congregate for practice at the Baptist church. But then it changed. I believe she had this in her mind the entire time. Get people hooked to her nice little weekly paper and then start throwing jabs at the same brethren. No one was immune. Not even the preacher at the Methodist church, who Fanny claimed was stealing from the offering plate. The deed was never substantiated, but the harm was done by planting the seed in the congregation's mind. The poor preacher left after a few months with a cloud of doubt hanging over his head. However, he wasn't the only one run out of town. If you dared to cross Fanny, she would set her mark on you. And it didn't matter if you had a squeaky clean reputation, she would find a way to tarnish it. Like unsuspecting widow Gertie Price, she won the grand prize ribbon each year for her made-from-scratch apple pie at the county fair. Until one year, Fanny hinted at seeing cans of apple pie mix in Gertie's trash barrel. Now, I'd hate to think of Francine rummaging around in Gertie's trash, but I wouldn't put it past the old girl. And that's how Fanny operated. She didn't outright say a neighbor was cheating on his wife, or a preacher was stealing from the offering plate, or a little widow lady was cheating on her prized apple pies. 
she'd simply hint at the discretion and let the town's tongues do as they may with the information. She hurt numerous townspeople, but instead of not buying her little weekly paper, everyone would clamor for it on Monday morning, either wanting to see who the next victim was or making sure it wasn't them. Since this was Monday morning and Fanny's name had been taken in vain, I figured Essie was under attack again. Essie searched in her large tote bag of a purse for the paper. When she brought it forth, it was crumpled every which way but Sunday. Guess I know what Auntie thought of today's news. That she-devil has put my name in print for the last time. I'm gonna lasso her hiney to the hitching post. Wow, she put the paper out early this morning. I poured us all a cup of morning brew. Hildy added-